Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. It's the final day of the United Nations Climate Conference COP27 in the Egyptian resort of Sharm el-Sheikh, the day when the final statement outlining decisions taken at the summit will be made public. Well, Dr. Nicholas Simpson, who's been on Being Green several times in the past, was at the conference. He's senior advisor and lead for knowledge and practice at the African Climate Mobility Initiative and was at COP to speak about its latest report, African Shifts. Well, Nick's currently winging his way back home, so I spoke to him earlier in the week and began by asking him about the atmosphere at the summit. Yeah, the general atmosphere is incredibly busy. There is hundreds of events going on at the same time. A large part of the discussion is raising important African agendas at the COP, have focused on the need to settle the global goal on adaptation, particularly because that'll start to benchmark and set targets for how we can monitor progress towards building adaptation to climate change in Africa. A second big theme has been finalizing or moving towards finalizing discussions around loss and damage from climate change. It's been very difficult because loss and damage can be quantified now due to recent advances in climate science for some sectors. For example, you can quantify how much crops have been lost due to a drought But there's so many intangible losses from climate change, which are very difficult to quantify Mm -hmm. and therefore difficult to put a number on. So the discussions are really focusing around how do we move forward on loss and damage, while also recognizing that it's difficult to find the amount of money that would be commensurate with the scale of loss from climate change. Let's move on to the paper that you delivered on mobility. This is obviously a major theme in Africa, which is really suffering already from the impacts of climate change. It's saying basically that climate change is going to force large movements of people. I know that obviously some things are to do with sea levels rising and others, but if you could just remind us of what those are. I think it's first important to realize that across the continent, nobody wants to move. (laughs) We are attached to our communities, to our land, to our heritage. It's only when climate change reaches a point of pretty severe distress or displacement, for example, from flooding, uh, where people have to move. And our projections for movement indicate that up to 113 million people could be on the move due to climate change by 2050. That's a massive amount of people. So I imagine that this sort of thing, if it happened in an unplanned fashion, could create absolute chaos. Yeah, and that's the point. Hey, We've been on the move for generations. It's normal for Africans to move, to find jobs in cities, to relocate with families, But climate change adds significant stress to how and when people move. So we are trying to mobilize a community of knowledge and practice that will build adaptation capacity for those that are moving, those that are staying behind, particularly older generations that are left in rural areas, as well as those that are receiving people that have to move because of climate change. It's quite important to understand that 
you know, the mega trend of urbanization is something that African cities are already struggling with. And climate change is going to add to the number of people, particularly moving into medium-sized cities, as well as some of our larger cities. We're looking at things I imagine like fighting over land, water, poverty, political stability, all those kind of tensions and flashpoints that could come up unless governments plan for this. So what are you suggesting that they do? So our projections show that more inclusive development choices that can be made now, you know, in the next five years can offset a lot of the negative impacts associated with climate mobility. That would include building social protection systems, planning for social housing, in-situ informal settlement upgrading, because often people that are coming into cities are ending up in informal settlements. All that would reduce people's vulnerability to climate change, but also boosting climate change literacy across the continent would help because many people are making choices whether to move or stay without the understanding of the immediate or future risk of climate change to their life or their business or their career choices mm. and would significantly improve and add to the safeguards around more adaptive capacity on the continent. It's a complex topic to fit into such a short program, but thanks to Dr. Nicholas Simpson, Senior Advisor and Lead for Knowledge and Practice at the African Climate Mobility Initiative. That's it for this week. Till next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.